Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode podcast with Breaking OWCP with Chris and Jeannie. Hey, hey, hey. Hope everybody had a great Christmas and preparing for a fantastic new year. We are for sure. Yes, we are. Today, <laughs> we're going to, yes, sorry, that's a choke there. Today, we're talking about the 10 mistakes doctors make in OWCP. And we're not talking about our franchise doctors. No, we don't do this. We're talking about doctors that there is no federal injury centers at, or you're just not finding the right doctor. Anytime you can't find a federal injury centers doctor, these are the things that you're going to run into. And I want you to be looking out for it because when you know these are problems, then you can avoid the problems because you can take control of the situation with your doctor. Remember, I say this all the time. Doctors are not gods. Right. Okay, they deserve your respect. They worked hard to become a doctor. But if they don't know what they're doing and you do, you can't let bad work make it to OWCP. So we're going to talk about what these doctors do wrong and you can avoid it. Yes. All right, let's get into it. 10 mistakes doctors make in OWCP. The first one is pain diagnosis. Yeah, and these are in no particular order of severity because they're all bad for you. And I think if any of these are, if any of these things happen, it's bad. But a pain diagnosis is an automatic denial because OWCP says that pain is not a diagnosis. Right. So you may look at your narrative report and not recognize certain words like cervicalgia means cervical pain. Correct. Lumbago means lumbar pain. Right. And sometimes it is simple as saying low back pain, neck pain. Right. But any pain diagnosis is going to get denied. And what they want your doctor to do is diagnose what causes the pain. Don't say knee pain. Tell no. us that there's a strained ligament, right? Don't say low back pain. Tell us there's a herniated disc. OWCP doesn't want pain diagnosis, even if your doctor has great diagnosis. But in the list of diagnosis is a pain diagnosis. It's going to get denied. And I've seen it. Yep. So no pain diagnosis. All right. Number two, bad medical opinion statements. Yeah. So a lot of doctors write like cowards. And, and I mean that because they'll say in their medical opinion, which is, I think maybe the most important thing in the report, their medical opinion statement says something like to a reasonable degree of medical certainty. All right. Well, I think the claims examiner sees those types of statements and goes, so you're saying you're not 100% sure denied. And you need the medical opinion statement to be strong. The doctor's a doctor, they're an expert. So why not write like an expert? Right. You know, our doctors and their medical opinion statements write, in my medical opinion, the following diagnoses are a direct result of the injury. Unequivocal, right? It's unequivocal. But a lot of doctors will say in all medical probability or to a reasonable, reasonable degree of medical certainty. Oh, so you're not certain. Oh, you're not sure. So your medical opinion statement, and these are usually at the very end of the narrative report, your doctors write. It's got to be strong. In my medical opinion, the following conditions are a direct result of the work injury. Correct. All right. So no cowardly medical opinion statements. Those of you that are watching, we're talking about the 10 mistakes doctors make in OWCP, and we are not talking about our franchise doctors. Number three, telling your story. Doctors are terrible at, at telling your story because most doctors who are not trained by us they write medical narrative reports that are so weak. You know, it's like, how, 
how few words, sentences, and pages can I use to get this report done? Correct. It's, you know, most reports are pretty lazy. Most reports that I see that are outside of federal interest centers don't look like reports. They look like paragraphs. And in a small report like that, and I'm using, okay, report, air quotes, yep. they don't tell the story. In a future podcast episode, I'm going to talk to you about medical or your own employee statements because your story should directly go into the doctor's medical report. Even if the doctor doesn't know how to tell your story, you do because it happened to you. And so they've got to give a very detailed account of what happened to you. So again, like I said, in a, in a later episode of this podcast, I'll talk to you about how to write your own employee statement. And then this problem will go away completely because you'll do it yourself. All right. Number four, not signing nurse practitioner reports. Or PAs. PAs, yeah. Too many of you get told by your supervisors that you have to go to this urgent care down the street. Well, the truth is you don't have to go anywhere you don't want to go. They can't make you go anywhere. But inevitably, too many of you, because you can't find a federal injury centers or, you know, sadly, haven't even heard of us yet, you get sent to a nurse practitioner. And when the medical doctor doesn't countersign those reports, it's an automatic denial, just like a pain diagnosis. And the denial will say something like, the medical provider was not a qualified physician. Because you can see a nurse practitioner or a PA all day long, but the medical doctor's got to review and sign off on everything. So no medical doctor counter signature, no approval. You're, plus, going, you're going to get denied. Yeah, plus you, yeah, you're going to get a denial letter. And sometimes you don't realize why. You need to be reading those denials and give it to your doctors as well. Yeah, it'll say somewhere in your denial letter will say specifically your claim is denied because, and it'll tell you why. In this case, it'll say because that was not a qualified physician. Correct. Number five, not submitting your paperwork within 10 days. Yeah, let me tell you why that's important. Doctors don't write timely medical narratives. And if they wait more than 10 days to submit your narrative report, you're going to lose COP, continuation of pay, which is equal to up to 45 days of time off work. Correct. So your doctors make the mistake all the time of not submitting medical reports by e-comp to the uh, claims examiner within 10 days. What I recommend you do if you're not at a federal injury center's doctor is you get the medical report yourself and you e-comp it yourself. That way you know for sure. Because that's your money, it's your time. And if they're not, if they're late submitting your reports, you run the risk of losing continuation of pay. Number six, bad CA-16s, 17s. Thank you, bad CA-17s. <laughs> bad CA-17. So the CA-17 is a duty status report. This is a form you get from your supervisor and then your doctor fills it out to write restrictions or take you off of work or send you back to work, right? Or lift your restrictions. But the CA-17 does this. The way doctors write bad CA-17s is they either say, you know, and you're really hurt. Like, imagine you're really, really hurt. And they'll say, we'll take three days off and go straight, go to work full duty. You take your time off that they say, but you go to work full duty, but you're not better, but you're back at work full duty. Well, when that happens, you lose your COP. It's just another way to lose continuation of pay because the doctor sent you back to work full duty when you weren't ready. Correct. Now, again, let me say this, and I say it all the time, the surest way to get paid is to go to work and clock in. So we want you to go back to work. What we don't want is for you to get back so soon that you lose pay that you need when you have to be back off of work. Because if you're not ready for full duty and you go back and then you can't handle the job, well, you 
take more time off, but your COP is already, you know, gone. That's a serious problem. So make sure your CA-17s are filled out properly. And the other thing is the restrictions need to be right. Your supervisor on side A of that is going to write what you do on a regular day for your job physically. And the doctors got to restrict those so adequately, you know, so you don't get hurt again. And so they bad have, CA-17s. And they have to follow what the doctor says. They're the medical professional. Right. And supervisors often don't follow what the doctor says. Exactly. But of course, this isn't what supervisors do wrong. We did that. And that was one of the things on the list. But the doctors, when they mess up a CA-17, it can get you hurt at work and it can cut off your continuation of pay. And we don't want either one of those. Number seven, not connecting the dots. What does that mean? What does that mean? So you let's imagine that you tell, you know, your story was told perfectly what happened to you. And we know that you have a torn ligament in your knee. And so your story was told perfectly. And then the doctor says, in my medical opinion, the diagnosis is a torn ligament in the knee. Well, what was missing was explaining how the ligament tore as a result of the injury that was explained. You know, if you stepped off of a curb and your knee popped, that doesn't connect the dots. But if you stepped off of a curb and your knee popped and that popping was the tearing of the lateral collateral ligament. And prior to this, in stepping off the curb, you were just fine and not limping and having no pain. You know, they didn't connect the dots. So it's not enough to tell the story and then say there's a diagnosis. They have to link the diagnosis to the story, to what happened to you. Because otherwise, the claims examiner can come back and say, well, you haven't proven that that injury happened by stepping off the curb. You didn't explain how that happened. Right. So they have to connect the dots. Number eight, not billing OWCP. Oh, this is maddening to you. Okay. Because your doctors don't know how to bill OWCP. And so it's too much work. They're lazy or cowardly or whatever. And so they say, well, we want your Blue Cross or your United, whatever your health insurance is. We'll just bill health insurance. Well, when they bill health insurance, number one, it's work injury. Okay. The remedy for a work injury is OWCP. It's not Blue Cross. Two, when they bill your health insurance, then expect later your premiums to go up. Because tens of thousands of you, if not hundreds of thousands of you, are just using health insurance for work injuries. Well, the way health insurance works is the more you use it today, the more it costs tomorrow. Exactly. And you're using it for something that the federal government should be paying for, OWCP. And so you got to tell your doctor to, to bill OWCP, and they're going to say, well, I don't know how. Well, I recommend finding somebody that does know how. And their billing people will, will either say, yeah, we do it all the time, we know how, or we don't. And if they don't, you could be in trouble because they're going to bill uh, Blue Cross and then you're going to have co-pays, deductibles, or even worse, what we see all the time from like hospitals is you'll go to the ER and then later on get a bill for several thousand dollars. They just bill you and you're stuck with that bill because they didn't bill OWCP. So that's a serious that's a serious problem that doctors do that are not part of federal injury centers. Number nine, not fighting your denials. Don't give up. You guys <laughs> give up way too quickly when you get a denial. Yeah. So untrained doctors are both coward and lazy. And yep. you know, I say it all the time to our doctors: don't don't be that. You know, in training, don't be a coward. Step up, say the right thing, do the right thing, and don't be lazy. Like at federal injury centers, we never give up ever. If you get denied, we go again. If you get denied, then we go again. We go again and keep going until the claim gets approved. But other doctors are not getting paid because they haven't gotten the claim accepted. 
And so because they're not getting paid, they don't want to keep seeing you. Correct. They don't want to keep writing new reports and not getting paid. Or they just don't want to keep writing reports because it takes time and they want to go do other things that they can get paid for. And so, yeah, that's not that's not what you want to happen. And try to avoid it. And the last one, number 10, is requiring a CA-16. Yeah. Hey, so a CA-16 is great for you because it pays all your medical bills for the first 60 days after a CA-1 injury that you reported within seven days. That's a mouthful. We'll talk about timelines in a future episode. But just understand the CA-16 pays your bills. Well, a mistake that untrained doctors make is saying without a CA-16, we won't see you because they want to get paid right now. Well, if they do a great job and get your claim accepted, they'll always get paid. They won't need the CA-16. They'll get paid later. So what? And they're used to waiting on their money anyways. Blue Cross doesn't pay today. Medicare doesn't pay today. And when they have a personal injury, like a car wreck, it pays next year, maybe. And so they can wait a little bit. All they have to do is a good job. Yes. And if you do a good job, you'll always get paid. Federal Injury Centers has nearly 100% of accepted claims. And people come to us all the time without a CA-16. That's okay. I mean, we tell you about the CA-16. We encourage you to get it. We show you how to get it. We tell you the rules about getting it because that way you can have it if you need surgery or you need an MRI. The other facilities that we don't control may want those, so we help you get them. But at Federal Injury Centers, we don't need it because we're going to get your claim accepted. And you don't pay out of your pocket with health insurance and you don't pay cash today. And we don't care if you have a CA-16 because we're going to get paid. Well, other doctors know that they're going to do a bad job or at least know they're going to be lazy or they're cowards and they want the money right now. So they require a CA-16 if they even have ever heard of it and know what it means. Yeah. So many times we go to conventions and what do they say when Chris asks the question, how many of you heard of a CA-16? We maybe get two, three in a room full of 100 people. Yeah. Almost none of you have ever even heard of a form CA-16. And so if you go to a doctor that has heard of it and he says or she says, well, did you get a CA-16? Maybe you're clueless. Like, what the heck is a CA-16? Right. Or the other thing is you've heard of it, but your supervisor refused to give it to you. And you didn't realize that they had four hours from the from the claimed injury to give it to you. Correct. And you didn't file a grievance. And, you know, those are a lot of things we talk about in other episodes. But you didn't do what it took to get it. And now your doctor is saying, we won't see you without it. And you're not going to get it. It's probably been more than seven days. It's not going to happen. You're not going to get it. So you can't see the doctor without your health insurance. Yeah. So, so it's just perpetuating a really serious problem. And if you know doctors that will accept OWCP, then you're a lot better off. That I didn't say if you go to federal injury centers, you're a lot better off, although you are. I mean, somebody that understands OWCP is what you're looking for. And um, those people will avoid these problems. But if they don't, you have to be aware of them. So run through the 10 things again as a summary. All right. So the 10 mistakes doctors make in DOL. This is outside of federal interest centers. Number one, pain diagnosis. Number two, bad medical opinion statements. Number three, not telling your story. Number four, not signing nurse practitioner or PA reports, meaning the MD needs to countersign. Correct. Number five, not submitting your paperwork within 10 days. Number six, bad CA-17s. And make sure you're sitting there with your supervisor as they fill out side A. Number seven, not connecting the dots. Number eight, not billing OWCP. 
Number nine, not fighting for your denials. And number 10, requiring CA-16s. Yeah. So if you know about these things, then your, your odds of having a, you know, a bad doctor do a bad job go down. Yeah. And that's what we're looking for because all of these podcast episodes are there to help you with some situation that we see all the time. And one thing we see all the time is doctors that don't know what the heck they're doing. And we're trying to solve that problem with federal injury centers. We're a franchise that our purpose is to expand to be within range of every federal employee in all 50 states. Yep. We're in 25 states so far and counting. We've got several offices that are on schedule to be on board by the next three months. And so we're going to, you know, hopefully be able to help a lot more people. Also, this is a podcast. So go to wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, wherever, and Google. Subscribe, download the episodes. We really appreciate that. It helps us know, you know, what episodes are important to you so that we can tailor future things, you know, to you. Yeah. And you can go to breakingowcp.com and get the latest copy of Breaking OWCP. It's the 25 things you can do to win an OWCP. And boy, this is super important. Yep. And we have all those too. But it's super important to you, especially if you're in one of those places where the doctor doesn't know what they're doing. Because uh, volume four of Breaking OWCP will help you help yourself. That way, no matter what, you can win an OWCP because if you do these 25 things, it's very difficult to lose. So go to breakingowcp.com and download your copy to your phone and put Breaking OWCP in your pocket. If there's anybody that's on here, if you have any questions, you are welcome to ask. We'll give you a couple minutes and then we will be signing off until the next episode. Yeah. In the meantime, future topics we're really excited about. I'm going to show you how to write an employee statement. I think that one's going to be super important. We're going to talk about the CA-10, what a federal employee should do when injured at work, and a variety of other things that you need to know about, that you're asking us about. And we're going to deliver those those topics to you as well. And if you're looking for any of our locations, please go to www.federalinjurycenters.com. There's a big red button that says down locations. Just click it. Follow us on Wednesday night OWCP chats with Chris and Jeannie. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn. And then we're at the Breaking OWCP page for TikTok. And um, that's Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we will resume Wednesday night OWCP chats with Chris and Jeannie um, right after the new ab- year. Yeah, the second Tuesday of the uh, the second Wednesday, Wednesday of the month, right. just because we're trying to let everybody get back into their old habits, new habits, get back to their routines and their routine. So, all right, there's no questions. So, with that said, thank you for hopping on. Those of you that did, thank you for listening. That those of you that are listening. We will see you guys after the new year and everyone have a happy, happy new year. And safe new year. Yes. See you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.